Yasmin Vesugian interviewed Zoe Zephyr yesterday about being silenced by the Montana House. I believe this is her first interview on MSNBC since the silencing. And I know we hear from her more directly from Erin and from her own account. But I think it's important to highlight that she was interviewed about this on TV. Especially because for the last few weeks, most MSNBC shows have like three subjects they talk about. And this isn't one of them. So shout out to Yasmin for having Zoe Zephyr on. And shout out to Zoe Zephyr for this incredible interview. And then to Montana. Amidst a wave of anti-LGBTQ legislation from Republicans, the state's first and only transgender lawmaker is now being silenced after she said um, this about their push to ban gender-affirming care for children in that state. Take a listen. If you disallow the use of the medical care that is accepted by every major medical association, if you disallow that care and don't allow people to, to have access to that, the only therapy left is either A, meaningless, or B, conversion therapy, which is torture. If you vote yes on this bill and yes on these amendments, I hope the next time there's an invocation, when you bow your heads in prayer, you see the blood on your hands. That was Representative Zoe Zephyr, who the Republican speaker now refuses to recognize if she tries to speak on any issue. And we should mention that ban of medical care is just one of the many pieces of anti-LGBTQ plus legislation Republicans want on the books. To talk about this and more, we have State Representative Zoe Zephyr joining us now. Um, Zoe, it's great to see you. Welcome back. Um, by the way, I know you and I spoke just a couple of months ago. So again, it's great to talk to you on this. I just kind of ask you first and foremost, as you stood up right inside that hall and you addressed all of your colleagues there, other lawmakers, many of which disagree with who you inherently are, right? And are trying to make other people not be like you. What was that like for you? You know, Senate Bill 99, the bill banning gender affirming care, was one of many bills targeting the trans community. We'd seen bills banning art, our art forms, our stories, allowing people to bully us in schools, deny us medication. And we had a bill coming up that uh, wrote us out of Montana code entirely. And for me, in that moment, it felt critical that I stand up in defense of my community and call out these pieces of legislation for what they are, which is harmful. What do you say to kids that are watching you, right? They view you as a role model. You have the courage to do what you do, stand up for trans rights every single day, right? As a trans woman yourself, um, inside those halls, um, as a lawmaker, to give them courage to continue on this fight with so many people trying to take their rights away in this country and in your state specifically. The first thing is what trans people already know is that when we get to transition and live as ourselves, we live lives full of joy. I wouldn't be able to do the work I do in the Montana legislature and in my community had I not transitioned and come into myself fully. So I would say first and foremost, stand tall in yourself and know that we're going to win these fights in the end. Even if we're not winning them here in the legislatures, we'll win them in the courts and we're already winning them in our communities when we stand up and show the world who we are and uh, how we uh, love the world. I, I want to dig in, as you mentioned, there are so many trans bills, anti-trans bills um, happening in your state. I want to dig into some of those if we can. Some of the reporting that I want to read from is uh, from the Daily Beast um, saying, quote unquote, Montana could soon define trans people 
out of existence, as they put it. The latest and most extreme piece of anti-trans legislation, SB 458, which will soon head to the House for consideration, seeks to define sex according to reproductive capacity, stripping legal recognition from trans, non-binary, and those with intersex um, conditions. What can you tell us about this bill and the worries that you have about it passing? That bill was the bill, the first bill that the speaker did not allow me to partake in debate on. A bill, he denied a trans woman the ability to speak on a bill that writes us out of code. Uh, it's a bill that misdefines sex. They attempted to edit the definition of sex three different times. And each time the medical community said, this doesn't fit. Additionally, it opens up areas where people might not be able to prosecute crimes against intersex children. and also opened up weird loopholes in selling eggs for human cloning if you're intersex. Poorly written bill, but the intent is to write trans people out of Montana code. It's interesting because the Freedom Caucus in your state right, also misgendered you uh, when they called for you to be punished um, for that speech that we just played um, at the very top. On top of that, as we're talking about these bills, there is another bill that your colleagues are pushing to make it easier for students in schools to do the very same to other students, right? Essentially misgendering them, allowing them to call them by their name that they were given um, at birth. Give us the status update on that. And also just what you see this doing to kids. So the hypocrisy of the Freedom Caucus's letter, I think is apparent, you know, they're called for um, civility and debate while misgendering. They call for limited government while using government to take away trans people's access to healthcare. And policies like the one disallow are allowing people to misgender trans students. Um, it's designed to, it's this, they couple it with this notion of parents' rights when it, when it allows parents or other students to bully trans children. But whenever trans children are asking to be themselves, yeah. they also want to take that right away. It seems as if, and it's clear, right, that Republicans want to use LGBTQ plus rights or the taking away of them as a wedge issue heading into the 2024 election. What is your suggestion, your proposal as to how Democrats fight back? We need to stand up for our communities. And we're seeing that here. You know, they are targeting me, but in the rules committee, we heard a Native American woman in my party call out the discrimination against her community. We've seen in Tennessee black lawmakers standing up and calling out the gun violence happening in their communities. I think it's important that we don't let uh, those in the majority parties of, of Republican controlled legislatures set the rules to silence the people. We can't be complicit as they try to eradicate us. State Representative Zoe Zephyr, you are a very brave woman and a true leader, and I hope um, you know that about yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Shortcast Club.